Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Mama Pachamama podcast. I'm Vivian McKinnon, and I'm giggling because I cannot record these podcasts with Baby Echo any longer. He's just a wiggle butt and has a lot of exploration to do. And unless I can catch him in the perfect moment while he's sleeping, it is rough. So I just, I have tried recording this podcast at least five times this week. And every time I've had Echo with me and it has not worked out. So I had Brett come pick up the baby and I said, give me 30 minutes to record this without the interruption. And here I am and it feels really good. I already did all of my beautiful rituals for prepping myself to hop on here and share what's on my mind and what's going on in my life. And I want to share some of those rituals with you. One is I just took a two dropper full droppers full of my chaga tincture just to kind of bring me out of that state of like dealing with uh transitioning the baby to Brett's care from my care and seeing the children off again <laughs> they weren't happy about it the chaga just helps bring me back to a place of collected and calm energy uh prior to recording earlier i used the clarity inhaler i sell this in the apothecary it is a nasal inhaler you just hold it up to your nose and you breathe in it has organic essential oils of peppermint and eucalyptus and i pour that on top of pink salt instead of those weird synthetic fiber things that they put they they offer in most inhalers and I haven't used this product in quite a while although you know it still sells on the apothecary but I haven't used it in a while and it felt really good to use it again and be reminded of why I sell this it is so refreshing clarity was the perfect name for it I just feel like it offers such clarity uh, especially when prepping to do something Um, yes, so I took, I did that. And then another thing that I did that has become such a beautiful ritual in my life, I don't do it every day, but I try to integrate it at least a few days out of the week in my life is pulling a card from one of my tarot decks. So this morning I used my crystal deck and I pulled copper, which is really funny because obviously uh, copper is a metal and not a crystal. However, you'll notice that copper is often associated with crystals because it is just like integral to many, to, to, the, to, fun, to the functionality of many crystals. So if you want your crystals to be like super hyped, bring copper into the mix. That's why I have a lot of beautiful copper jewelry, um, crystals and copper. There's just something very magical happening there. And the result of the copper card, what ended up being the takeaway from it was energize your whole world, which I absolutely love because my life has been feeling incredibly energized and nourished lately. I am just flowing with creativity. There is a lot of peace in my household right now, which brings me a lot of joy. 
also brings me to the topic of today's episode and why we are carrying so much peaceful energy in this home is we are really learning about and integrating nonviolent communication in my household. Now, Silly Viv from many years ago, when I first heard about nonviolent communication, I just interpreted it as, you know, the opposite, or basically, I said to myself, well, I'm not physically violent, so clearly this doesn't apply to me. (laughs) It feels really good to laugh at myself for that. (laughs) Um, But obviously, nonviolent communication is a very different thing, and we have, I want to share how I've arrived here um, to where it's such a prominent part of my life. I have been on this beautiful, intense healing journey. And a lot of that is just bringing like self-awareness to, you know, my own behaviors, my own patterns, how to clear toxic behaviors and patterns out of my life, how to heal parts of myself that are you know, showing up that way. Um, it has been a really beautiful journey and I, for a while now have been for quite a while now, I've been bringing more awareness to how I'm speaking to others and how I receive being spoken to. I just recently did a podcast episode on tact. So it kind of goes hand in hand with that. Are we able to communicate more effectively if we're communicating with less reactivity, less violence just always resonates funny with me, but you know, less reacting and more pragmatism Not to dismiss our feelings, because our feelings are valid, but can we own our feelings? Can we separate our insecurities from someone else's projections? I mean, this is all very challenging and interesting to navigate in personal relationships. But as we all know, healthy, strong relationships require healthy, strong communication. And what is the goal of communication? To bring clarity, to set boundaries, to... Um, go deep, to engage, to share, to relate. Communication is essential to healthy relationships, yet so many of us are totally uneducated on how to have healthy conversation, especially when it's difficult conversation, when it has to do with confrontation. Um, Anything around conflict can be so difficult. I was never taught this. This is something that I'm figuring out now. Um, I am especially practicing this with my eldest son. He's eight. He gets it. So, or he gets it, you know, we can talk about this. I can look back and see how I I, I was not practicing nonviolent communication early on in motherhood. And I showed up with a lot of just low vibes, you know, a lot of blaming and shaming and a lack of patience, guilt tripping, you know, children naturally make mistakes. And I can see now, okay, well, I grew up with a father who had no patience, who was so angry at us for making the smallest mistakes. So what am I doing? I'm going and I'm doing that to my, 
I'm doing the very thing that I hated that my father did to me to my own child. And I see it and I don't want to be that. So now I have awareness and I can shift away from it, unlearn these unhealthy patterns and become the mother, the woman, the person that I want to be. So nonviolent communication starts with self-awareness. It starts with how are you communicating with yourself? I think that's such a good place to start. Like, where are you being like communicating just poorly with yourself? How are you like shaming yourself, guilting yourself? It starts there. If you really want to rewire your brain from from violent communication, it starts with your own chatter in your mind. How are you speaking to yourself? Are you forgiving? Are you compassionate? Are you, uh, yeah, forgiving, compassionate, uh, understanding? Offer yourself the things that you wish other people would offer you. And that's the start. If we can learn to be more gentle with how we communicate with ourselves, we therefore can start practicing that with others. But if you don't learn that for yourself, if you're not more forgiving with yourself, if you're not more patient with yourself, it's going to be very challenging to offer that to others. So practice with yourself. Pay attention. What are your thoughts? What thoughts are like super, super harsh and mean? You know, it's like sometimes I go and I look in the mirror and I see all the cellulite on my belly and I'm just like, I see myself being like, what the fuck is this, man? Like, Viv, come on. Like, and then, and then I just have to, man, I have to like, Hey, why am I talking to myself? Why am I thinking about it like this? Why am I, why am I so quick to criticize what is imperfect before I even like, I'm definitely not Oh, in the past now I am, (laughs) but in my past, I definitely not was not as quick to be like, girl, look at you. You look fabulous. Oh my goodness. Look at those beautiful curves. You are just gorgeous. Like I do that now. Um, especially that's why the mirror work is so beautiful, but wow. In the past, I was just so quick to be so harsh and cold, cold hearted, brutal in my own mind. So flip the script in your own mind. That's That's the start. Show up for yourself with more love and compassion. Tell yourself, speak to yourself how you would want others to speak to you. And that's where you start. Then once you've mastered that to some degree, you can start applying this in your household. So I have reached that point and I am applying this in my household. We are talking about, we are literally saying out loud, nonviolent communication, because there is an unlearning process. We have spent years uh, doing all of the low vibes stuff of, of triggering each other with, uh, guilt tripping and accusations and name calling or raising our voices or, um, shaming or, you know, you know, it's the whole thing of like hurt people, hurt people, right? So, I feel hurt by your neglect, therefore I'm going to call you a name because that makes me, you know, all of this stuff, super, super low vibes. But, you know, if you don't step away and see it and bring a little bit of awareness to like what you're dealing with, then you're just going to keep falling into it. But the goal is to bring awareness, see it, become the observer. 
So master this within yourself. So someone say someone calls you ugly instead of reacting, you've been spending all this time doing all of this, you know, self-affirmation mirror work. Someone calls you ugly and you're like, I'm not ugly. I know I'm not ugly. I tell myself all the time that I'm not ugly. I look at myself in the mirror. I know I'm beautiful. You're, you calling me ugly does not affect me. And then you're the observer, right? So rather than if I'm not doing this work and you tell me I'm ugly and I'm feeling insecure and then I'm like, well, you know, and I react, then I, game over. It's just, it's just chaos from there. So the goal is to invite communication that offers healing, that offers clarity, that offers trust right? So when we start attacking each other, trust is gone. Everyone's got their guard up. Everyone's getting defensive. It is emotional chaos. Whereas bringing awareness to, wow, if I say this word, or if I use this tone, or if I blame before I even ask questions, it's all just going to go to shit. And we are so guilty of this in my household. Brett and I both did not learn healthy communication. And unfortunately, our children have witnessed us communicating with each other poorly, or we've communicated poorly with them. So we are in the unlearning process now. And it is going so incredibly well that I had to come on here and share because I, like I said, the energy in my home has completely shifted. Um, Such a huge part of practicing nonviolent communication is being aware that it's almost never personal. That it's almost never personal. It almost never has anything to do with you. So often people are either just projecting, they're just projecting their own frustration with themselves, their own insecurities, their own judgments of themselves, whatever it might be. And that just to like sit with that and realize, okay, this person said this thing to me, Maybe it would hurt my feelings if I was just, you know, at the mercy of my emotions. Um, But emotional intelligence is being able to say, this person's hurting my feelings because they're feeling really insecure about something and they don't know how to articulate this insecurity. They don't know how to ask for help around this insecurity. So it makes them feel a little bit better to say something to put me down a little bit, right? This is like very common, obvious. And... It's interesting when you choose to not be the victim anymore. And it's really interesting when you say, I want to lead by example. I don't want to participate in the name calling because that's easy to do, right? It's like someone starts being uh, crude and then you're like, well, I'm going to be crude alongside you. Watch, I can be crude too. Well, anyone can be crude. Not anyone can be like stay in their integrity and stay in the emotional intelligence and the self-awareness and be the observer and not accept someone else's projection. I mean, it's so beautiful. I've been doing this lately and I love it. And especially with my kids, because it teaches me patience because there's been times where my kids act out and I, I mean, God, and I take it personal. I like, I'm just, you know, I have a short fuse. I'm impatient. I'm not like, on top of it, like on it, you know, and I take it personal. So I react. And now I'm, I mean, I'm just bringing so much awareness to the moments where they do something and it triggers me and I feel myself wanting to react. And then I'm just like, Hey girl, Hey, 
this is not personal. Let your energy be calm, be concise, and deal with this. And it has been, it has been like fucking magic in my house. It has been like magic. Not as much with the with the toddlers because toddlers just, you can't get through to them. And they're kind of, I mean, they call it terrible twos for a reason. And it honestly lasts longer than just the twos. Um, but there's like this period, mamas that are listening know, there's like this period of time where kids are not only like kind of cruel, but they like think it's really funny to be cruel. <laughs> so I have no answers for toddlerhood. I think it's just like the ultimate test. Um, that time that time frame is like the ultimate test for a parent. Uh, so good luck. And good luck to myself also, because I mean, I have, yeah, I'm dealing with that right now. However, wow, to see my eight-year-old react, right? Because he's, him and I both are currently unlearning all of the poor behavior that I was playing out and that he learned from me. So now we're unlearning it. We talk about it. I um, bring awareness to, like, one thing I like to ask him when he gets really upset, I'm like, how does that make you feel? Like, like, do you feel, or, and he, like, maybe he does something, like, he throws something, or he hit, like, you know, slams the door, and I'm like, does that make you feel better? Are you, is the situation better because you slammed the door? And he's like, no, and I'm like, then maybe let's not slam the door. Like, what can we do for you to feel better? And it's, I think it's simply the fact that he senses in my tone, in my body language, my facial expressions, my energy, the the sound of my voice, all these cues that we all read from each other to gauge where someone's at. He sees me and he realizes, oh, mom's not mad at me. She's not like shaming me. She's guiding me back to like being centered. And that requires me to not take it personal that he slammed the door, to not emotionally react to it, um, and to be patient as I explain to him why that's not the answer. And, you know, it's a slow unlearning process. Healing takes time, and we're in such a healing phase right now with how we all speak to each other. This is in all of my family. Um, And... Just recently, Brett and I had a fairly, you know, intense conversation about something. I won't call it intense. We had a conversation about something that was, you know, in the past, absolutely would have brought a lot of triggering and probably some unhealthy communication, you know, raising voices or uh, eye rolling and all that kind of stuff. And we have been having these conversations so pragmatically, thoughtfully, um, with respect and kindness that we can have them in front of the children and, and it's, you know, no one's affected because when you're having like a stressful conversation, the kids are affected. We all realize it. Then they're, they're feeling, you know, insecure and they want, they're ungrounded and, and they sense your energy. So yeah, this has been completely shifting the way our home functions and the way we navigate 
difficult situations. And all I can think is, I wish I had known this sooner. (laughs) I really wish that I had known this sooner. But, you know, it's our journey is our journey for a reason. And I, I just feel so empowered. I feel so empowered now because I used to feel... Oh, I think I've talked about this in the past. There used to be such a feeling of like, I just want to be understood. I'm so misunderstood. Or I just want to be supported and cared for. Like, I really have been so stuck in a victim mentality for so long. And even though there, in some ways I wasn't, there are some ways that I was. And it was like impossible for me to see. But releasing myself of that and giving myself permission to lead by example because maybe that's what your family needs. Maybe your family needs you to lead by example. Because so often what we do, when we're not doing the work, we project that onto others. So it's like, I'm not leading by example, so I'm gonna be low vibes. And then I'm like calling you out for being low vibes, but I'm being low vibes also. Like this is, I'm guilty of this. So for me, I like just some of what has been healing and shifting on my end I'm like okay it is now it's up to me because like I'm kind of the I'm the type of person that's like once I know I know and it is my duty to act accordingly so of course I give myself permission to fuck up there has to be that however I'm like hey I might be able to lead I might be the one that's able to lead my family out of this like toxic Uh, behavior, this toxic way of communicating with each other and bring in some like big healing. I might be the one to do that. And guess what? I was, I did, I'm doing it and everyone's catching on and it's unbelievable. Like we're able to call each other out and kind of laugh about it because we're doing it lovingly, right? We're like, oh shit, I am being this way. Like, thank you for pointing that out. And Because they pointed it out in a way like, hey, do you realize that it's unbelievable? It's so unbelievable. And like how how simple things like this, I guess it's not simple because you have to unlearn and rewire and all of that. But it's unbelievable how much my entire household can change from something so simple of, hey guys, we're going to practice nonviolent communication. That means we're not going to raise our voices at each other. We're going to do our best. No one's going to get it perfectly. We're all going to still make mistakes. But let's all be aware of our effort to do this. So, of course, it's not perfect. But just bringing that awareness and reminding each other often and making an effort. You know, now when Brett and I communicate, I notice I speak a lot more slowly because I'm trying to be really mindful of what I'm saying and how I say it. And obviously you can go in the other direction and and like you don't want to go in the other direction and be, you know, a pushover people pleaser. That's not the idea. The idea is bringing more clarity, honesty, and trust to the conversation and sense in the sense of safety, especially with our children because our children really they they cannot hear us if they don't feel safe. And it's the same thing with, you know, other relationships. It's like if, if, if we're not hearing each other because we're caught up in how we're making each other feel, then there's no sense of safety. And if you're trying to explain something to me, but I don't feel safe, you know, it all makes sense, right? So 
I'm so grateful for this tool. I'm so grateful for my intuition guiding me here. There has been a lot of big healing happening um, with everyone in my family for a while now. And this I felt like was a really big family effort and it has entirely changed my marriage. Nothing has changed my marriage so far as much as nonviolent communication because boy were we guilty of just all the low vibes when it comes to communicating like all the all the bad stuff all of the name calling and the rolling the eyes and the you know you can see it in that you can see in someone's eyes they can be saying something in a sweet voice and you can see in their eyes that it's like there's darkness back there you're not you are not acting from a place of love and I think it's like nonviolent communication the goal is like Speak from a place of love. Speak from a place of love. Um, and that's not always easy. But the more we can offer it to ourselves, the easier we can offer it to others. And as a mother, oh my goodness, I, 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 don't, I, I don't feel shame or guilt around how poorly I've been in the past. I don't play that game. Like I'm not going to shame myself for where I fucked up in the past. Now I know, and now it's time to heal and to shift. There's always so much room for healing, no matter what age you are, no matter what circumstances you're in. And I love it. And I feel like this, it brings so much playfulness to, um, to healing, to be able to just trust, like we can all heal from any of the stuff we fucked up with. So right now there's, there's a lot of fun for me in helping my son heal from some of the bad behaviors that he learned from me and guiding him away from it. And we actually find ourselves kind of giggling now as he, you know, like I said, he slams the door and then, you know, I just kind of, all right. And then he comes back and he's like, sorry, mom. And I kind of smile at him. I'm like, did that feel good? Did you really, did you really, did that feel so great? Did you just have to slam the door? And he kind of laughs at himself. And I think that sense of safety, that sense of forgiveness, right? Cause it's okay. We make mistakes and you're feeling big feelings and your big feelings are not invalid. It's how we process and how we like, how we act out on them. You know, that's, what's important. So Oh, it's just been so beautiful and healing in my family. I'm so proud of everyone. I, I'm so excited to be practicing this as almost everything that I bring up on this podcast, whenever I record stuff, usually it's like pretty relevant to whatever's currently going on in my life. Also, I don't feel like I'm a master of anything. I think I'm slowly becoming a master of self-love because I just absolutely love who I've become and as someone who like felt a lot of self-hatred for so much of my life, I like very deeply feel the self-love and it's consistent. So I do feel like I'm somewhat mastering that, but most things like nonviolent communication, I'm far from mastering. I'm humble enough to know that it takes years and years uh, to, to, to figure this out. And I just want to add that nonviolent communication, like start, like I said, start it with yourself and then start it with your immediate family, your children, your spouse, and then you'll slowly get better at doing it with your, you know, in-laws, your neighbors. And that's 
cool. Like it's really cool to just start sh to just show up in all relationships as a more healed person. And you never know how positively you can influence others simply just by leading by example, simply by just having that emotional intelligence, by speaking from the heart, by knowing when to um, set a boundary and knowing when to walk away. That's a huge one. Sometimes people are just going to want to drag you into your lo their low vibes and to be able to know when to walk away and how to walk away, you know, respectfully, but hey, I respectfully cannot participate in this. So I hope you figure it out. Please come and talk to me when you're able to do so with a little bit more respect, you know, something like that. Um, it's, it's, yeah. And also I feel like it's helpful. It's just helpful in all like communication in general. I think trying to master how we communicate with one another is such an, an a crucial part of um, the human experience because such a crucial part of the human experience is relationships and how we navigate relationships. That is what ultimately it's like your career doesn't define you. Your things don't define you. Your relationships are really what, what end up mattering the most. And in order to have healthy relationships on the most part, there has to be healthy communication. There does have to be healthy communication. And sometimes it gets awkward and clunky and there's confrontation and there's conflict. And we should all equip ourselves with the tools to be able to navigate these conversations in a way that respects ourselves while also honoring others, being able to see people if they're projecting their own insecurity onto you. You don't have to receive that. You also don't have to be an asshole back like there's it's just really beautiful to arrive at a place where you're like so grounded in your own self-worth self-love your own like sense of self that the the pettiness is like not something you're willing to participate in and you can lead by example in that way there's something really beautiful about that and just like i said in my episode regarding tact. I want to be the person in my community that knows how to have any type of conversation and show up with compassion and honor and boundaries and nonviolent communicating with just clarity. Um, this is this is what I'm working toward. And this is the person I want to be. So I hope this was helpful for anyone who's struggling with the way, with the communication dynamics in their own life, especially if it's in you. Start with you. Um, I know a lot of us are because most, most of us are not learning this stuff as young children. But the best thing we can do is learn it now and then teach it to our young children. And that's so powerful. And to see my son um, use this language and, and, and practice it, proudly practice it, is just unbelievable. So uh, blessings to you all. Thank you for tuning in. Hey, I want to mention that I am doing a limited batch um, selling. I, I am selling a limited batch of St. John's Wort products in the apothecary and they are absolutely magical. Get your hands on some before they sell out. There is a beautiful tincture. Everything is organic. It's all fresh St. John's wort. The tincture has been infused in grape spirits. It's absolutely delicious and nourishing. St. John's wort is the herb 
for seasonal affective disorder. Um, if you're not getting enough sun, if you're feeling that just like seasonal depression, get your hands on some St. John's wort. Both the tincture and the body oil will be wonderful for that. The body oil is amazing. Fresh St. John's wort infused in organic olive oil and you can just rub that give your body a nice like talk about self-care give your body a nice massage massage this beautiful oil into your body and receive all of the healing benefits St. John's Wort is also known for um, treating anxiety depression um, yes it's very soothing very calming it is known as like the herb of the sun so it takes just all of this great healing power from the sun and you are able to receive it through this medicine. So go to mamapachamama.com and order it before it sells out. And I will see you hopefully next week on here. I'm trying to get back into a regular re weekly recording, but I do need to get the baby out of the house because that's been part of why it's been really hard for me to do this consistently. So have a beautiful day and thank you for tuning in.